basically saves the kid, brings her back to like her best friend's place. And then they're like all chatting like, hey, girl, what you doing with this crazy random baby on my floor that, you know, you just leave for me as it's crying on the ground. while Yo, you're how, how pissed would you be? You come home and your roommate's just there chilling on the floor, left you a baby on your desk. Like, hey, do me a favor, change this. I'm gonna take a nap. Like, um, no, I like, find the nearest window. Yeah, Woo! I was thinking, like, are we in Futurama? Is this Leela? Why did like, that baby have on? lipstick? Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's the one thing you're surprised <laughs> by. That well, hey, everybody knows the first things babies learn is they got to get tarted up before they hit the town. There they go, the clown and the tooth dog. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Geek Down. I am Pat. Be on the line today. We have Shayna Shay. What's up? The executioner. Did you know Naruto can actually do more than two jutsus now? Yes, and that's true. <laughs> uh, yes, I also heard that Naruto can do more than two jutsus now. Thank you for that insightful information. No point. We have an awesome action-packed, fun-filled show for you today. We are talking about Super Intelligence. This is a new movie starring Melissa McCarthy. And, dude, I mean, it's not an original story. Like, it's not something we haven't seen before, but they're doing weird things with AI. We'll see how this manifests itself. And we're also talking about The Hardy Boys. The Hardy Boys was a long-running novel, a series of novels about two brothers who solved mysteries. And now oh, it's been brought to Hulu. I had very unique impressions of this show because I was one of those cats who actually grew up reading Hardy Boys novels. So we'll talk about that in just a few. We're also talking about the comic one-shot, Bell Targeted Prey. I don't know how many chances you get to see a one-eyed baby in the mix. So this will be an interesting conversation. We're gonna let you know if this one is worth picking up. But for right now, we're gonna jump right into it with Super Intelligence. As I mentioned, Super Intelligence starring Melissa McCarthy now, when a powerful Super Intelligence chooses to study Carol. Carol played by Melissa McCarthy, who is the most average person on Earth. Really? Like, legit. Bro, she don't uh, even like pumpkin spice latte, bro. That's not average. No, that's basic. Basic is basically average. It's like no, the derivative. No, basic and average it's, are not the like same It's like the thing. equation of the definition of the word, man. You that's know? like saying good and adequate are the same thing. It's yeah. different things. Focus your thoughts. But now when the super intelligence chooses her, now the fate of the world hangs in the balance. Now, as the AI decides whether or not to enslave, to save, or to destroy humanity, it's up to Carol to prove that people are worth saving. So I'm going to kick it over to Effocutioner since you have so many thoughts. Yo, doesn't this, can't, can't this computer just go on Twitter and just look at the horrible things we have said and done? I mean, Why? like, we should be dead. Why would you want to leave the fate of the world right. in the hands of Twitter, man? Are you trying Why to get us all Why in the world would you leave the fate right. of the world of some basic woman that don't even like She's pumpkin not, spice? So, so Ew. How, also, first of all, I... First of all, Carol? I would not want the fate of the world be put on Twitter. There are a oh lot my God. Okay, well, okay, I'm just that saying. That would be terrifying. Like, this I would super not. computer intelligence, like this is literally person of interest, but if they have the unlimited power. They're not like bound by like rules in a freaking telephone. And they're like, hey man, I'm gonna choose this random woman over here yeah. down the street. What's her name? Carol? Carol, you Carol. have been chosen to represent humanity. Huh? And then you look throughout her story. Excuse me? What? Why are we you know still what? alive? You ain't gonna choose the brother at least. She like well, I don't you know. She just seems like like I don't know. Let's let's uh I mean like Carol's of... trying. She at is. least like 
like she's Yo, trying to like save puppies <laughs> and she's doing all this stuff and she's like but i don't care about money and all that stuff but it's like in the it's in like the average sort of like carol used to work at yahoo what's yahoo <laughs> yeah the people she comes across in this world that now they they're based this picture yeah. all right I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pause this real quick here okay we gotta watch the over talking we've had right. a lot of stuff and none of it has been processable well, right. I'm yeah. not trying to spoil too much of the story. I know. Just be just be careful about interrupting folks before they finish what they got to say. Yeah. All right. So, Shane, you want to say that again, please? No, I was saying now the people that she comes across, most of them are what we would call basic. Like I, the, like I the people who sense. dress her. The, the people that dress her were oh one God. of the first examples of this world is full of very unique and uniquely horrible folks. Right. And I can see the reason that they would put... Um, Melissa McCarthy in this uh, environment where everyone has these extreme personalities and this is a good example for the AI to see quote-unquote humanity but also like my main issue with this movie is it was Carol and the entire world of cartoons like no one else was genuine yeah not even a homeboy who played by Paperboy who I thought would have been like you know uh, uh, some some realistic view of like black folks or at the very least, like a good friend character. Like what's wrong with his character? What's wrong with this character is we meet her and then we meet him. And then the first interaction they have is, okay, so I'm your friend here, right? So here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna do some goofy stuff, some more goofy stuff, and then I'll immediately turn on you and then start reporting stuff to the government. The dude even says- Then I'm gonna says, rap Paperboy on set. That's pretty much it. The dude even says, um, uh, not the dude, the AI even says that he chose uh, the situation that he chose because he knew the outcome would have started with uh, the best friend's immediate reaction. And that's yeah. why I say, why did you choose Carol if you already know the answer to... See, you ain't that well, smart. Because, like, no, <laughs> he's not that smart. You ain't that super intelligent. You no, no, no I mean, the, the end of the movie speaks against that. So it's like, without yeah, any spoilers, like, like, maybe he did know. The whole point is that everything up until one moment works exactly the way he predicted. Sorry, so right, one so, moment yeah. to say humanity deserves apparently something. man all that ai had to do was just watch like uh the first three seasons of naruto and he probably would have kept us alive anyway seriously you no, gonna put the fate of the world on after, naruto are you aware that I'm in sorry. naruto all the third hokage had to say is hey this is the fourth hokage son don't mess with him and that one child's quality of life would have been exponentially better but no. i agree but that is why it's so good of a story that the computer would have been like i don't understand why he didn't do it and he would have kept going from naruto and, and then would have destroyed the world that he would have been like you know what he, the world deserves to live i'm done would have done like a Kaguya move and put us all into a dream world or something. Right. Like, yeah, that's the Matrix. I'm cool like with the Matrix. Let me you are aware. reality. You are aware in Naruto, like he comes against like, you know, bigotry after bigotry, like everywhere he goes. It's not a glowing endorsement for humanity. Even at Yo, the end of Naruto. They're like, why do, everywhere. Go, why do you want to save these people? They've done nothing but treat you like crap. Um I don't think that's the message you wanted to give the AI. I just and, and we want Carol to be that message. Like, yes, the same. She's a 
All I'm getting from this conversation is that executioner, you are not the person that the AI should choose. All right, so Shana, you want to give us your impressions. Please don't choose me. Shana, you want to give us your impressions of super intelligence? Super intelligence? I thought it was, it was cute. Um, I'm not going to say like, oh my God, it's the best movie I've ever seen. That'd be overreaching. But it was cute. And I honestly, because on many levels, I find Melissa McCarthy like adorable. So... This was a cute movie, and there were plenty of moments where I laughed, and plenty of moments where I sat there and went, oh, okay, that's just silly. There were very little where I went, oh, this is stupid. But I like that the um, computer, that the uh, super intelligence chose someone like Carol, because she was, she's just a normal person who, at the end of the day, does try to do the best she can with her life every day. Like, she's very conscious of the mistakes that she's made in her life, and she tries to, you know, I don't know, do a little better than she did yesterday, which is not true of everybody. And no, looking at Twitter would have been the worst thing because it is the, it is the culmination of some of our worst impulses. So that would have been awful. But someone I, normal I, I like Carol totally makes sense. Like totally makes sense that she's the one that the computer looked at her and went, you know what? This is somebody, this is a pretty average person. They don't seem overly malicious. They don't seem overly optimistic it seemed like a normal person just trying so, so let a good me see case study. if i could watch yeah like i think she makes a good case study if you're looking at it on a scientific level yes she'd make a great case study you don't take the outliers for your case study you take the general populace i nominate bill nye should have been the study you're focusing on. is Again. bill nye really like the average individual because yeah. I mean, granted he, he's not he's not known for being a bad guy but also, yes. this AI is going to think everybody's doing weird things with like explosives and okay, chemicals. Fine. I nominate and stuff Keanu like Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. I nominate Keanu Reeves. Again, not an average person. Not I mean, an like, he's an outlier. He is someone who has been gifted with a lot of money and power, and he does little with it as far as being negative. He lives a fairly normal life. He lives in an apartment. He catches the subway. Like, he is extraordinary because he has all this. He could be living like the MTB Cribs life, but he doesn't. <laughs> right, speaking, of someone yeah. who lives, speaking of someone who lives a simple life, this movie reintroduces Bobby Cannavale, who I like Bobby Cannavale. We on this show haven't seen him since uh, we talked about Jumanji, the, uh, the remake Jumanji with The Rock, with Dwayne Johnson. Um, I'm yeah, glad. Did you, you notice the dude from um, Booksmart was in it? The long-haired, the coder? The weird stoner dude from Booksmart. That, he was yeah, the guy the, who brought the phone to the door. Mm, I was like, wait, I know you. That dude was interesting. I picked him up, uh, like noticed him like right at once. Uh, the Bobby Cannavale relationship, that was decent. I like Bobby Cannavale as an actor and he did a good job in this, but that what? felt like it It felt like it, 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 it went nowhere. I mean, you the entire movie feel like this is gonna be the big defining relationship. And instead, it kind of fell flat for me. Anyone else feel that way? Are we all, or am I no. just, you know, nuts here? I didn't feel that yeah. way. Yeah. But I don't know, maybe <laughs> maybe because I'm, I'm heading to being a woman of a certain age that like, just like, oh, what someone you're comfortable. Aren't you like 25? No, <laughs> I, I mean, all right, so. I mean, cause I'm not, I'm way older than that, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> But anyway, no, it's like, I don't know, maybe because I'm like, you know, heading to a certain age in life, I the thought process of a, of a person who you're just comfortable with and that knows you really well, that's fine. I don't I don't need bells and whistles, fireworks, all that. Someone who I'm comfortable 
Wow. Okay. Who knows me well? That's fine. I, I, I can dig that. And the whole concept of that relationship you want, where it's just like, we're here. You know, we are we we are eye to eye on so many things, and this is your it's your it's your kindred spirit. I think also, that's like you don't huge, have to waste. You also don't have to waste time building intimacy because it's already there. <laughs> that's why that's why they could just you know bone because you don't have to build up to anything. You know that person already. <laughs> All right, so we know what part of the relationship Shane was waiting for. Abby, you've been pretty sound over there. What, what, no, so I I agree with what Shane is saying about the relationship between Carol and oh my god, I did, I forgot the character's name in the movie, but and her sort of like George. Jo and George, yes, uh, because like they already knew each other, so they didn't need to do all of like the formalities that usually comes with dating. Yeah, that was and like honestly, like I, I see where Shane is coming from, being like it's it's nice to have sort of someone where you don't have to have those formalities in place, and you can just sort of more or less pick up where you left off, and just like you guys like you can be friends and you can be like partners you can be in a relationship and also be friends and that sort of relationship in the movie is really sort of wholesome to see and it doesn't always have to be like um flying in an invisible plane through a bunch of fireworks on your way to egypt um, well that's also or, a very rare case i mean we all don't have or, access to invisible planes. or that or that tired setup of people not liking each other when they first meet but then they but then they fall in love over some random stupidness because most of the time you like the people you like when you first meet them you don't tend to hate their guts when you first meet them it's not well, that's, that's not an actual normal everyday thing can I say something? I mean, what's up? Did did Drake not make a song saying that we all run back to our exes because we don't want them to have a successful life without us? I felt no, like some, that is what Carol red flag stalker shit. Like that that is that's what Carol yeah, that. is doing because why did she run back to the ex that she already had the ex situation with? Like they didn't have any previous conversations with. I mean, I'm just saying, man. Well, just no, her relationship like, back to the. I, I thought her is relationship it? with George was kind of like a, this is the one that got away situation. Yeah. And we get very vague details about what actually broke them up, but it seems like maybe she was pushing for something that he wasn't ready for. You know. No, I. So then, when she yeah, no, yeah, that's off. not what I thought. That's not yeah, what, I what, what you what you think. What y'all think? Yeah. Um, um, Shanna, go ahead. All right. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> like I, what I got was more that she wasn't happy with her when they were together. She thought she had to be something other than what she was. He was cool mm -hmm. with who she was already, whereas she was like, "No, I need to be more to be equal to you to for for our before our relationship could go forward. I have to fix this big thing, or I have to be this big thing, or get this big accomplishment instead of just you know accepting that he's happy with her the way she is, and they could." Just, keep building together like you can still make your accomplishments and build a life with somebody at the same time and i don't think that's something that she was putting together mm. yeah like she, she yeah <laughs> I, I that was more or less what i was gonna say i was gonna say like yeah like she didn't feel like her accomplish her accomplishments were sort of 
up to par with what she thought uh, George wanted them to be. And she thought she wasn't good enough. So she was thinking like she wants George to live a better life with someone who's better than her. But then George admits to her on the night that they're at the Mexican uh, restaurant that like he never really found anyone better than her because she's sort of like she's sort of like the person that like he really admired when they were together. And she just didn't see that. And like, I think it was really like, although it's kind of sad that they broke it off to begin with, I think that sort of growth period in between when they like broke it off and when they sort of met back up, met back up, although it's just a movie and whatever, it's still sort of like cool to see like, hey, like through this brief interaction, you see that she's probably grown from the two years that they've sort of been apart and their relationship could then further because they had the time apart to realize why their relationship was like not the best and why they could improve upon it. And it's really cool to see like um, just that in the, in the movie well, as like a subplot. So. I like to think so, but you're also giving a lot of credence to the maturity of these people. Keep in mind, people break up for the pettiest of reasons as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're just going by context clues of what's in the movie. Like, I'm only going by what little breadcrumbs they drop, because that's what it sounds like. And I don't know, sometimes, and I've known people like this before, who like, sometimes you're with somebody who is very much perfect for you, but just not perfect for the you you are now. Mm-hmm. That makes you a scumbag. Like we said, it's not always. You're just not ready for that relationship. I had a friend who who wanted to date another one of my friends, and I said, "No, you should not date them because you're not ready for that kind of relationship." It's not that they're a terrible person. I just knew they'd self sabotage because they weren't ready. Which they dated, and it went terrible. But I was right because uh-huh. she was ready. So, so, so <laughs> let me ask you in the course. Like that's that's what I want to ask. That friend single right now? Should you want to hook me up? No. no? Okay. <laughs> All right, so Shana. They're so, not so, single. <laughs> All right, so Shana, how how long was it in that friendship uh, before you finally stopped saying "I told you so"? Never. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so so throughout the course of this movie, the AI meets uh, Carol. The AI introduces itself to Carol and then starts using the voice of James Corden. Which I actually thought was I, I thought was hilarious. She was no, used the voice funny. of James Corden because James Corden is the voice that would soothe Carol, and she would respond better. And I'm like, yo, that's that's some slick manipulation. Um, I've never it heard of him until today. You you wait what? I've never heard of him until today. James Corden, really? How have you not heard of James Corden? <laughs> First well, time have I've you heard of-, heard of James Corden? I've heard I've he hosts a late night show. He was um he did an adaption of one of my favorite musicals, though I haven't actually seen it. I was just aware he did it. Um he was in Cats <laughs> last year. <laughs> well, jokes on you. I don't watch that. I don't watch musicals unless they're like with horror. And he I also has like the number three. Cats. So ha. he also Although has like I what did... the number three rated late night show. Like that definitely also... don't watch late night shows. Yeah. Although I, I the only reason I actually know who space he is was because like four or five years ago when I started getting into Doctor Who, mm-hmm. he was on a couple episodes oh, yeah, with Matt yeah, Smith, was. and that was the first time I ever heard of him. And then I saw him in Into the Woods, and I was like, oh, that's the guy from Doctor Who. I still who. won't watch that's... that movie. Into the Woods. <laughs> My, it's um, my favorite musical. I just don't think Disney did a good job with it, so I don't want to watch it. I, I honestly haven't seen it since, like, then, but from what I remember, it's not the greatest show. So, What, what season of Doctor Who was he on? Uh, I think it was so, season five? Yeah, in the Matt Of Smith the new era. version. Of the new version, not the old yeah. version. Because mm. he's, like, what, the third? Because Max Smith he, was, what, he, the third Doctor? 
He was the third Doctor in the new series. Mm -hmm. He was the one that came after David Tennant. He was also yes. the first Doctor to, I think, uh, go past the three-year mark. Um, yeah, he did say a while. Hmm. Who? David Tennant? Matt Smith. Oh, Matt Smith. Oh, Matt Smith. Um, no, technically the longest person to hold the title of the Doctor was Tom Baker from the 70s. Well, um, I, I guess from the new group of Doctors, I guess starting with that. Yeah, I think so. Well, yeah. Maybe I have seen it. This new generation of upstart Doctors. <laughs> I know. All right, well, um, the AI, once it fully integrates into uh, Carol's life, it starts to improve things for her in an attempt to get her to live out what she would think her ideal scenarios were for making the world a better place and proving that the that humanity is worth saving. And I'm like, you know what? The, the things it did for her weren't that bad. If, if, if you mean, give me like unlimited funds and took care of all like my responsibilities, yeah, sure, I would I, donate to charity all day. I would do I would, all the good stuff. Um, <laughs> I would donate to charity too, man. But unfortunately, COVID is still going on and I can't go into the trip club. Well, we're talking about Magic Movie Land now, aren't we? Well, hey, dig this. One of the, one of the weird things that's um, kind of a real-world allegory for what's happening here, not fully, but it kind of alludes to this type of scenario is we always say, well, man, if only like the crazy rich people would do things like, you know, uh, overtip their wait staff and stuff, you know, look out for, you know, service folks and have folks back, maybe give to, you know, uh, a homeless uh, uh, organizations exorbitant amounts because they can afford it and it's nothing to them and yeah. the world would be a better place immediately and everyone would think like no this I is mean, great I mean. and they are finally doing the right thing they're good people and then on the news like that same day as i watched this movie on the news there's some cat here in boston that's been going around and tipping waitstaff two thousand dollars for every meal at every restaurant they go to like consistently two thousand each time and the and the news story is like is this a crazy person what's what's why going would on? they what's be crazy oh, wait why would they be crazy like, man? i mean i they guess they're have the money but they're also well that's, that's the thing have, the whole yeah. thing is like the whole thing with the news story is is this a crazy person are they some kind of mad you know uh uh genius are very kind but they're also like something's not right with them we something's not right with i don't know like if i if i had money like that i don't think it would mean that much to me to give away a little extra like if i'm a millionaire if i gave you a thousand that's not hurting my bottom line that's like the same as me giving you a 10 because based on my level of income you know yeah. like but you don't the, think about it that way though like if, look if, at the real world reaction there though which is like this is what you're saying what you like, that's right a lot there, of money to you. <laughs> like, like if i if i was mr beast i would do what he was doing i would give away everything yeah and, why not and it's a real world situation where the way we look at it and the way the uh general news media responds to it are two different things well, in idiots. this story well, i'm not saying they're not in this story um once the government gets wind of this ai who's pretty much gone rogue uh putting everything on this one woman they interject and get directly involved in her life and things kind of go way up in the air for carol Dude, love, secret service agents in this you let you you you're a fan no i just know <laughs> what the ai came the, from <laughs> the law and order oh yeah like that essentially it started as a child's learning toy and became sentient. And I was just like, 
hilarious. <laughs> like because its main mo main programming was to learn, it learned and kept learning until it outgrew its programming. And I was like, that's great. And I love that it looks like like my talking Tom. And I'm just like, yeah, be that. <laughs> It fits, dude. I, I I I laughed a lot in this movie, but ultimately what it came down to is I felt it was just kind of like a middling yeah, picture, you know? It's just like we're watching Melissa McCarthy and I do appreciate that she's not doing the same, not doing most of the same fall down, wall to wall slapstick thing that she's kind of become known for. But other than that, I mean, dude, I, I wouldn't even go back and watch this movie again. Like it's not uh, thing that really jumped out at me because of the comedy or the really intricate story. It's kind of like a movie that maybe, maybe, maybe if played on an airplane, I would sit through. You know what I'm saying? It's it just like, it fell flat for me. And I acknowledge maybe I'm just not the audience. You know, I know a little more about how AI works. I know a little bit about more about the corporate world. I don't tolerate as much BS from a-holes as she did in this movie. When she goes in that job interview, when she goes in that store where the people are outfitting her, yo, people are jerks, man. They are, are crap. Um, you know, this movie very much felt to me like, and this is, and I don't mean this as a pejorative. This is not it as a bad thing. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of like a very, very self-aware chick flick, like. Like it's a cute, like it's supposed to be like a romantic comedy, but it's aware. And so like, instead of just like a bunch of conveniences, there's an actual deus ex machina, like setting up where the couple is going. And I don't know, something about that just kind of amuses me. Yeah. And like, <laughs> uh, going back to what Pat said, saying like, I'm like, this would be the type of film that I would watch on an airplane maybe because it's just like, you know, there, it's one of the choices you can choose from. And that's actually how I watched uh, Justice League was because I was on a plane. <laughs> I mean, and it was there and they, available. They, I, so I, I would complain to JetBlue about that if I was here. Right? Like, like, is well, like why is this garbage movie on my screen? So well, it's better it than Push. It wasn't even JetBlue. No, it's not. I think, um, it wasn't JetBlue. It was uh, Japan Airlines I was on, <laughs> and they uh, had it. They, I was like, I'm gonna watch it. Their hospitality is usually better than that. I would have complained. I know. They well, apologized. actually, the food was quite good. Not gonna lie, but like <laughs> at least the food was good. Yes, it was. It was like it was not good food, but it was good airline food. Like it's hard to get good flavor that high up in the air. Yeah. No, and, and, and anytime you want to finish the point, we are riveted. <laughs> no, that is the point. That's, that's just how not, bad. That's not Maybe. the point. Please like, stop cutting Abby off. Abby, continue. <laughs> no, but the point is, is a lot of airline sort of movies aren't really the best movies but if they're there you would watch them like justice league if it's there i will watch it if this was on an airline i would watch it but it's one of those movies that i would likely watch once and not ever watch again <laughs> you know what no one could fault you for it either because it it, <laughs> did, it didn't jump out to me you know i gotta give the you know here's the thing i'm not giving it a thumbs down i'm actually giving it a thumbs up but with the caveat that this is like the most base level thumbs up. It's a thumbs up based up purely on the fact that it wasn't a bad time. It was just a time. You know, I didn't hate the hour and a half that I watched. It was just a, yeah, okay, I, I, I guess. It doesn't deserve for me to really, to really you know, to me, it's really, to, you know. It doesn't really deserve it hate, just, but you don't have any feelings about it. Exactly. So it's just kind of like, yeah, 
All right, but Shana, your impressions, your thoughts. Um, I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. Like I enjoyed it. It just, it just reminds me. It's just fluff. It's fluffy goodness. Perfect way to like, say it. Thank you. Like it's it it is not necessary. Like yeah, it has some cute. It has some like there are some like ideas that you know you could really think about in it. But at the same time, mostly it's just about you know one woman kind of in a way kind of reclaiming her life with the help of her magic AI friend. Like it's it's fine and it's fluff and it's good good popcorn movie. So I see no problem with it. All right. Executioner. You guys are crazy, man. This movie is like... Look, I, I'm not a huge romantic comedy person. I think the last good one was like Tyler Perry and, and oh, like God. the one where old girl mm. got slapped in the mm. face and stuff. Like, that's as, as far as... That, I it's not a romantic comedy. That is a drama. But okay. Same thing. <laughs> look, this movie gets a thumbs down. It just feels like this is person of interest with you know, whatever romantic comedy, just pick a romantic comedy and mix those two together. And it's just a horrible addition. I did not like it. I felt like Justice League was better. <laughs> oh I'm, Lord. Oh, you, I, um, I worry about your taste, I like honestly. I feel like if you're going to watch this movie, you should just watch Person of Interest. It's actually a really good show. Very entertaining. Eh, you can actually fine. enjoy the characters as well. And there's like romantic- It's not even the same genre, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's just how bad the show is. That that's my that's, opinion. Okay, that's an interesting opinion. Thank you. No, no, no. He's entitled to it. It's actually it's yes, actually, he is. It's interesting to see uh, how lunat how how lunacy manifests itself. Right. And Abby, this is why opinions are like buckles. Everybody has one. Abby, wait, wait, pause, pause, pause. What's, what's, wait, I'm sorry. Wait, 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 I'm I'm getting some kind of cranking sound. Is someone cranking something? I don't know how to react to Shayna's <laughs> quote just then, but I'm going to give this movie a thumbs up because it was, as Pat again said, it was a time. It was not a bad time. And if it's not a bad time, then it's a time. And it's a thumbs up. It's still a bad time. <laughs> it's a time. That, to me, that's a bad time. Like I okay. so I'd I'd rather watch this than Justice League. And I went on Facebook. Yes, I would <laughs> rather watch terrible. Justice League and laugh at all the horrible I barely laughed in this movie. Excuse me, I, I had a lot of law and order memes. So <laughs> even that was sort of yo, that was all like right. so obvious. All right, so we're moving on. Yeah, okay, so we're mixed on it, it would seem. You know what? That's no problem. That that, that that's that's oh, a good man. thing. Um the movie's called Super Intelligence, starring Melissa McCarthy. Uh it's a movie. A movie. She a did movie. a great job, uh, though. I will admit to that. All right. Now, let's talk about Bell <laughs> Targeted Prey. Now, if anyone's unfamiliar, Bell Targeted Prey is uh, the story of Bell, uh, who's a monster hunter. Uh, Bell's life is far from normal. She knows that. Uh, with uh, life hunting and fighting mythical beasts, uh, protecting the world from the darkest secrets you can handle. Now, what happens when the hunter becomes the hunted? Well, Belle's going to find out. Uh, she's made it to the top of the list of the deadliest beings ever to exist. And that comes with the price. That comes with people want to take you down specifically. So this is the story of Belle falling into one particular trap in one unique situation. Now I'm going to get over to Efficutioner. Efficutioner, break down the story of Belle and then targeted prey, please. Look, man, Belle's basically just out doing what she does best, kicking monsters and taking names. Unfortunately, it was a slow night. She was going to bring it in. Mel was like, hey, man, you got to 
come on back, you know what I'm saying? We go me and the me and the turtle Hirsch are gonna like go to sleep. But Bella's like, nah, let me let me stay out for a little bit longer. Then you know, she just happens to see these random people just interacting. And the next thing you know, you see a briefcase of money switching hands and some, you know, crying thing and I was like, yo, are they selling a baby? And, you know, poof, she decides to, you know, save the day Belle's way while basically just talking smack in her head and then talking smack to the people and then saving the kid. And, you know, she grabs the kid in the whole scenario when they're like basically fighting each other, dips away. And then unfortunately she's being chased for having this kid. And, you know, like, you know, the special shout out to Belle, because I wasn't expecting her to, to save a child, but you know what I'm saying? Like, she's she's really matured as a person, especially with everything that's happened to her. But, man, you know, it's just, uh, we got to see Belle's action, you know, you know, get the axe and basically talking smack. It's like, it's like watching Deadpool before the insanity really takes over in his mind, you know, like, that's basically Belle. It's like pre-Deadpool in, in the in the way she talks smack but okay okay I, I can see that i can see that um i, I don't know if her. i could i don't know if i completely agree with that per se because it's I less about time it's less about it what's going on Shay? i said was there a time when deadpool isn't crazy that's what i'm sorry that got me no, on that, that. there's a very yeah. it's a very there's small a, moment in time very small there was early on deadpool started off as pretty much a direct um take off of Slade uh, Wilson. Yeah, which that uh, uh yeah. Well, it wasn't crazy per se. It was more um mm -hmm. oh, what it wasn't crazy per se. It was uh I don't know, he's just he was that like hardcore serious don't mess with me assassin who would also have like a rapport with the people he was working with. So he would talk a little smack to them, more as like a get in your head technique. He wasn't like full on nuts. The full on nuts came more around the Gail Simone era. She was writing him more towards a dude who really just talked like constantly. And first start off with like subterfuge and then someone decided, no, let's make him actually crazy. And it just well, I worked mean, out he's not him. crazy though, because he he's just self-aware. He is and he isn't. It depends on who's writing him. Cause some of, them, yeah. some yeah. of the stories have been, well, hey, we've gotten way off the point. Yeah, well, back to the point. All right, so I didn't mean to disrespect him for like that. Cause she actually does have like a good backstory and stuff that I decided to look up. But yeah, so you know, she basically saves the kid, brings her back to like her her best friend's place, you know, and then they're like all basically chatting, you know, saying like, "Hey, girl, what you doing with this crazy random baby on my floor that you're just like, you know, you just leave for me as it's crying on the ground while Yo, you're how, how pissed would you be? You come home and your roommate's just there chilling on the floor, left you a baby on your desk, like, "Hey, do me a favor, change this. I'm gonna take a nap." Like, um, no. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, who is this kid and why? What? what? Why is like, it here? Find that nearest window. Yeah, the, the, when I first saw the kid, I was thinking, like, are we in Futurama? Is this, like, what's yes, her name? Is this Leela from Futurama? Like, why did like, that baby have on? lipstick? Why didn't <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's the one thing you're surprised by? That? The lipstick? I thought that was fine. No, it's weird. Yeah, the, the baby looks like it has lipstick in like the first panel you see its face. It's really weird. Well, hey, everybody knows the first things babies learn is they got to get tarted up before they hit the town. That's stuff. Like, because it's it's just funny because literally a baby's lips are the exact same colors. And also, it must be annoying to have like one eye because depth perception. perception. Yeah. Whoa, like, whoa, but but think about the makeup. You know what I'm saying? You just do one eye for the eyeliner. I'd be really afraid of poking myself in the eye. 
Well, yeah, that's true. Because then you'd be blinded. And also, when you're blinking, would you be blinking or is it winking? Mm, I don't know. I'd be I'd be fully <laughs> spinning. <laughs> I'd be, I, 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 I'm just saying, it's, it's, a, it's a huge time saver. That's, that's all. You know, you got to appreciate the little things. Well, then, uh, but like, if you're doing like the wings on like, I mean, your eyes, it does make then, that like, easier because you only got to get one. No, no, no. But you have to do it on each side of the eye, right? Really? That seems extra. Okay. Well, <laughs> obviously, we've got a lot to say about this story itself proper. Um, okay, I don't when do I read makeup. That, I don't know. When I read through Belle, uh, I at first liked that she was talking to the uh, she had like an inner monologue going. I thought this was this is clever. You know, it's always um, nice to see when they go outside the standard uh, uh, comic trope of I'm on patrol. I'm all business. Something happened over there. I'm going to approach them the exact same way that a thousand other books do. And she's just like, oh, OK, fine. What are these jackholes doing? I wanted to go home to sleep. And now they're trying to sell babies. How about you? You cool, little girl? All right, I'm going to put you right here and handle some stuff. Ugh, these dudes is ugly and they were ugly. Why did they have yeah, from the e evil ninja turtle lizard people. Whoa. They're like Kappas. Copyright. Copyright in French. The soup, the soup come, you're, you're right. The <laughs> the the nondescript turtle like uh entities. They were Kappas. They were Kappas. They, they don't they don't Which look is like something from teenagers. Japanese mythology. Alright, well break 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 down what a Kappa is, Shay. Yeah. Kappas are water spirits. Um I don't, I'm not gonna sit here pretend like I remember every little detail about them, but I do know that they're water spirits and that usually cause like mischief of some kind or like to play tricks on humans. What about the ones on Twitch though? I'm not answering you that. You know what? <laughs> yeah, all right. All right, Abby, you were saying? Um, well, I'm saying these aren't really like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because they're more like, uh, I don't know, like 20 year old uh, Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay, so uh, their age, I don't think, really came into factor, but thank you for that. Yes, for that, you're that welcome. Significant you're, input you are so welcome for that. She's song. like, teenagers will not be blamed for this one. All right, well, the story. No, they will go to adult jail if they get in trouble. <laughs> the story brings Belle into, uh, from patrol to home to a trap. And it was kind of a really contained, simple story. I thought this one relied too much on you having read some of the outside Bell comics to fully immerse yourself in, or at the very least being interested in the out, the greater story of Bell's world. Cause this just kind of throws her in to a story where she's meeting someone, hey, it's so-and-so. No, not you. That can't be you. I'm just like, yo, who, I, why are you I attacking mean, me, so-and-so person? Yeah, I know one of these people, maybe. It's like, yo, you throwing out like, you know, six or seven familiars from your past. Like, okay, I get it. This is the precursor to something big, but let's let this story be this story, you know? And I will say though, it wasn't a bad read. It's just something that, you know, I picked up and I kind of went through and wasn't feeling too much. You know, it was just, I liked her monologue. I'm like, all right, dialogue solid. Where's the action gonna go? Action. And then the trap set. I saw that coming a mile away. I'm just like, yo, I'm following these beats and I'm like, you know, checking off the list that I've made in my head. You're not, you're not doing it for me. You know, Abby, where do you fall? Uh, I mean, I, again, yeah, kind of like the super intelligence. It wasn't a bad read. It was just a read. <laughs> yeah, I can get that. So I, get I, that. I liked, I, although I do like it a lot better than super intelligence because it has more of the sort of like ideas of like, oh, it's just a superhero that just is like, I want to go to sleep. I don't want to deal with this right now. And I was Everything. like, I feel that. I, I too want to go to sleep. 
and not want to deal with this right now but here we are but um, you this, this is like the third show in a row where you've made some reference to i just want to sleep i know I mean, i'm always tired by the way so it, um i mean uh, day, days in college soon days in college soon uh, all right well, yeah. well well shana what are your thoughts there then i mean i kind of agree with you about the it um depending too much on you having prior knowledge of the comic mm-hmm. also like I, I had to roll my eyes the second time there was a footnote that tells me oh read this other comic to understand no because i'm here <laughs> reading this one i shouldn't have to have study materials to understand this one but i i uh, had you have to though unfortunately i don't want to have to do that though like yo i'm I, i'm right there with, I'm right there with shot, like i'm here for a reason yo let like me the be whole, here the whole reason comic series do one shots is to pull in new readers. That's why one shots exist. A story outside of the main storyline that you don't require the rest of the storyline to understand, to get your feet wet, to get into the character. That's why one shots exist. This doesn't do the basic job of a one shot of setting up the world without needing like a like several extra reading materials. That's my only issue. Otherwise, the art's nice. The story is good. Um, I liked a lot of the dialogue. I just wish I understood the setting more when I started. Um, no, I, She's I, I, not wrong. Faye's not wrong. Okay, I feel about- like this is like reading or watching a Marvel movie. So I'm not wrong. <laughs> That's not wrong. No I love how he's never wrong. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. In his yeah. own head. All right, well, this is this one just ekes by with a thumbs up. It feels kind of cheap to give the same rating for both things, but it really was like if this was just thrown into just uh, 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 my, my comic shop every now and then, um, maybe like a, a comic grab bag, grab bag thing. You know, hey, read different titles just because you can, and we'll get we'll sell these to you discounted just to introduce you to some different titles and maybe one subscribe lady. You know, if I feel like I got one of those in my um, in my uh, in my subscription box. And this will be a thing I wouldn't mind reading on the subway. Besides that, it relies too heavily on me having already been invested in Bell's world and story. So, I mean, because of that, it's weak. You know, it's 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 just not it's just not one that you really want to like seek out and dig into. If you do, it's available. It's a yeah, just barely yeah, thumbs up. But like, good. I'm not enthused like at all. Shay. Like, I give it a thumbs up. It looks like a good series. I just wish, you know, they didn't just drop me deep. And like, I would like to have started in the three foot pool and work my way up to seven feet opposed to dropping me in the 12 foot pool. <laughs> Interesting analogy there. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think what you're saying. I, I, I like that analogy. I like it. All right. FO, Abby. Um, I'm probably going to do a thumbs up, but barely. It's like... Uh, <laughs> because it was it was a good comic but like in order to understand it fully which I didn't you would have to read the other sort of material that they um, that they sort of provided in the footnotes I would have liked to know more about the mortal combat villain that we were introduced to in this um, she does look like a mortal combat villain in she, really did. she really did and so I mean I I would have liked to know more about it, but I didn't want to. So I didn't read the other reading materials that would have been helpful. I mean like but yeah, it just squeaks by with a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Alright, so it's Bell, targeted prey. 
Oh, you didn't even ask for my opinion. <laughs> I did. You just did we? I mean, I wanted Abby to go first. You know? Then, with all with all due respect, executioner. You know what? If you don't read the footnotes and you don't go back and you're literally hopping into this comic, I would I'd give it a thumbs down. Fortunately for me, I actually did go back to the uh, and read all the stuff that was in the footnotes, and I give it a thumbs up. So, just think right now, it's a thumbs down. Okay, so you think it's okay that these cats assigned a movie and then said, "But you got to do the extra credit reading before you fully understand exactly what's happening here." Yeah, that's why I'm giving it a thumbs down because like I, I had to go do extra credit work. But I, I'm really happy that I did because I, I do enjoy the story. But I hate the fact that I had to go do work to enjoy the. Stories. That's why it's getting to the thumbs down. You know, you are an interesting cat. How are you going to both agree and disagree with the rest of us I, all? But I still give it a thumbs down because I had to go do work. I admit to that. All right. But it's right. a great story when you go do the work. All right. Well, when you go do the work. When you do the work. That's the only problem in it being a standalone. If it wasn't supposed to be a standalone story, then it. Don't market it as it such. Wouldn't, right. Because yeah, like you could have did a lot easy. better with that standalone. Like, yeah, because you could have, because it would have looked like a good place to start, but it's obviously not a good place to start. And what you really should do is find the original beginning of the comic series and start there because clearly they want you to. Yes. It's one of those, yeah. And that's why it's it gets called, a thumbs It's called Bell Targeted Prey. It's available now. Um, if you want to check it out, by all means, go for it. It's not a terrible read it's just is what it is you know it's written by uh dave francini if the name is a little hard to follow uh you can search that you can search by the uh by the writer or the artist is also uh julius abrera now let's talk about the hardy boys the hardy boys we're not talking about the wrestlers yeah i did not even know that the the wrestlers I haven't followed wrestling since I was in middle school, so that's a good 21 uh, years. Yeah, and Shayna, 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 I, I hate to, I hate to be the one to break it to you, but that's exactly when they were like world famous, yo. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> even then I wasn't really engaged. Like I like I knew enough because most of my friends were into it, but I, what, like the last time I truly followed wrestling, like really, like I was invested, I watched every week was when I was like eight. All right, well, right now we're talking about the Hardy <laughs> Boys. This is the, uh, this is a new show on Hulu, an episodic series about the very same Hardy Boys, the Hardy Brothers, uh, that were featured in the 1920s to 1950s or early 60s uh, novels. A series of novels meant for young adults was some actually solid YA fiction. Speaking as somebody who was reading, well, who read uh, these books in the 90s back when I was a pup, right? So uh, <laughs> the story here is when the Hardy Boys, Frank and Joe, and their father, Fenton, arrive in Bridgeport, they set out to uncover the truth behind a recent tragedy uh, that's changed their lives. That tragedy being the death of their mother, the death of the boy's mother. So. Um, in doing so, they uncover something more sinister that's happening in Bridgeport and involves them and the people around them. One thing I've found with this is the entire series, or at least the entire season, was one overarching story. Yep. So I was worried that there wouldn't be a lot of like the detective work featured because that's one of the cool things about those YA stories. 
you're watching, well, you're watching, you're reading them to really get into the mystery and then trying to work out clues and stuff. And that's usually not something they do well in TV shows. So I'm going to ask Shayna, what was your opinion of Hart or your opinion of Hardy Boys? And did they do that approach to young um, detective story uh, justice? Um, let's see. Well, I think they did do, for the most part, do it justice on because there was only one overarching mystery, or in a or in like a weird way, a whole bunch of small connecting mysteries that built to the overarching mystery. Like, I I do think they did a good job because I can really only think of a couple shows that ever successfully did that, and like one of my favorites when I was younger was Veronica Mars, and they did do a long overarching a mystery through the whole through a whole season and yo it's super hard to um pull off and i think they did do that um i won't lie i wasn't super enthused going in just because i really didn't like the nancy drew reboot that they did mm. last year um, yeah, we can't bring that up that's mm -hmm. like i really really didn't like it because i really didn't like nancy but i like the approach they went here um one i like the how they built up the relationship between the boys and their mom well between the family and the mom before she dies like because usually there's two ways that that usually happens in media either one they don't show her at all <laughs> and she's just dead at the beginning or two they show a very short saccharine like um Montage. image of her and that she's yeah that she's gone um this i showed their real relationship and how they actually functioned as a family and that was nice and it was actually it, it did to me like build it up more for when she died to like you felt it a little more because it's hard true. it's hard to make you care about a character that you don't really spend any real time with when they die at the beginning of something when it's the thing that sets everything in motion sometimes um there are so many supernatural references yeah, I can make I'm, I'm right here maybe. right now, and I'm right. trying so hard not All right. to. All right, no, Ab to be Ab fair, Ab Abby, I did watch this one. Abby, before your head explodes, give, give us one. Go ahead. Um. Well, <laughs> uh, Mary at the beginning of Supernatural, literally the first like sort of opening scene of Supernatural is if you have it's not like spoilers, but literally she gets essentially burned on the ceiling of her home and that's so what sort of takes off kicks off the rest of the series um and then when they pan to modern day kind of when it's back in 2005 when they started the series um they the first thing that you sort of hear is dad's on a hunting trip and he hasn't been home in a few days which once again is like the Hardy Boys' dad, what's his name, Fenton, he yeah. goes on a detective trip and he hasn't been home in a few days. <laughs> and yeah. so... There are parallels. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, what, what I found with this is I was following along most of the time. I'm not going to lie. Like, the first episode was a painful slog. And that's where they give you all the backstory. That's where they give you who oh, the yeah. Hardy Boys are. That's where they give you every obnoxious characteristic that's going to be in the background of everyone else for this. And, I'll, and yo, just full disclosure for the reason we do reviews of like series the way we do on this show is so we can give the big picture. Because if we were one of those shows that just did, just reviewed the first episode or the first like, you know, couple episodes, yo, 
I would have given this the hardest thumbs down, like immediately. That it's first episode slow. was such garbage. Like, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's slow. I, I yo, can can somebody explain to me why the title card of the show started so late into the show every time? Yeah. I kept getting confused of whether or not a new episode has started because I'm like, I feel like I'm watching the show for a it long time. And why ten minutes in, all of a sudden, yeah, no, no, well, the Hardy Boys. What? Yeah, no, Shane, that, that's that. It, it's easy. It, it's Canadian. Uh, okay, now, execution in the three minutes we have left, let's hear your thoughts on the Hardy Boys. Yo, the Hardy Boys is like taking Supernatural, the grassy, and Gravity Falls and doing a horrible job at taking the best elements of those three shows and making the best elements of those yeah, three and shows are not season the same. Three. <laughs> and season three of Stranger Things. I'm yes, mad. thank you. <laughs> Add those four things in, and you take the worst elements from it, and that's the Hardy Boys. All and right, it's not yeah. even the best Hardy Boys, but whatever. Okay, what? Oh lord. Okay, you got. You got I'm not. Okay, you know what? I think we've heard enough. From you. All, All right, right so, you hit Mike. Yeah, Abby, your thoughts, please. Um. Yeah. I mean, like, the, it took a lot from Supernatural and okay, from Gravity Falls. Okay, Supernatural. You're killing me here. I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. A great show. It, it dominated a lot of my teenage years, so I, it's one of those things that I kind of have to talk about. But um, uh, along with Gravity Falls, which again, like, I absolutely loved that show. It was one of my favorite shows. It's still one of my favorite shows, and I'm sad that it ended. Mm -hmm. But like, it reminded me so much of that because like, you realize you realize that like, huh? Like, family members are involved. You don't know how. You don't know why. You don't know. You don't know what's going on. But there are secrets everywhere you look, and they're trying to figure it out. And like, everyone's involved. It's like the Illuminati, and it's so interesting to see. Like, it's it's so interesting to see, and um, that along with like season three of Stranger Things with the sh hardcore 80s vibes that I get from like this small town in uh, on the East Coast, I assume, um, is very sort of like interesting. It, it puts like an unusual spin on like the, um, the every, something's running or something's behind everything that happens in this small town and they're trying to get to the bottom of it. Mm -hmm. No, I, so. I, 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 I like that we watch them every step of them trying to get to the bottom with it. One thing that I really thought this show did was present the mystery uh, in a way that you as the audience are following along and you're always a little ahead of the characters where you're supposed to be like, oh, no, nah, you stupid because you just don't know about this. And then when something's revealed, you're like, yeah, after I told you, and then something else is also revealed at the same time. You're just like, oh, oh, you know, it's just like this was one of the few instances where I'm watching a uh, detective show or a mystery show where I felt like this. It, I mean, first fantastical as it was, it was believable for these characters in this world because the two Hardy Boys, uh, Frank and Joe, most of the time they are behaving like kids would. You know, yeah. Joe is proven to be the quote unquote smart one who's like, yeah, I can tinker with this and fix this and lift that. I'm I'm disassembling and reassembling radios because I'm, you know, a super genius. I'm also trusting the same dude I shouldn't be trusting over and over again because I'm a kid. You know, oh, yeah. when the mysteries yeah. come up and it's things that kids could solve if they were presented with this, you know, and he's just uh, real lucky. Yeah. 
real look. I, I, you know, I, I liked it. I like this approach to uh, secret societies and Illuminati type stuff. And I appreciated the way this show presented it. Um, we should probably do a part two because uh, there's a lot to talk about and we've just kind of like scraped the surface, Skinned. but we're also out of time. This so, is true. Yes. I want to thank you all for joining us for another action-packed, fun-filled episode. I want to thank Efficutioner. Uh, <laughs> I want to thank Shayna Shay. Uh, nice to be here again. I want to thank Abby. Uh, I am waiting to hear Efo's uh, wise words of wisdom. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> all right. And That's I want to nice. thank you. Reminding no, you all, if you heard anything on this show, you want to chime in on, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com. Also, dudes, if you heard anything and you want to see what else we've got to offer, go to the website. Check us out at geek. Check us out at geek-down.com and see all our reviews and all our commentary, all the good stuff. And check out the overall network at villains.wtf and see everything we have to offer, offer our friends and our shenanigans. But until then, we'll catch you next time, right here. Yes, oh. each other. Secrets are junk food for the soul. So that's why you should share it with friends. Everyone. Huh. <laughs>